That's right. Uh. Yeah, it's going on. We're doing the thing. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we we missed a week there. Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> I was trying to get a rental car because I smooshed my car. <laughs> People do that. Don't be mad. It happens. Or be mad. I w- or be mad. Shoot, if that yeah. makes your life more fun yeah. to be mad at me because I smooshed my car. I know one person at least is. That's the person that whose other car smooshed because of where I put my car. The thing is, it, it, it sucks when you get in a car accident, and then it sucks extra when you get a ticket, too. Yeah. Because like I, I, this is like, that's the end of my perfect record of like never having a car accident. It happens eventually. You just uh, pull left. Okay, briefly. We're going to talk about news and fun stuff, but we're like family here, and I, you saw the giant tampon in my car. It turns out <laughs> the side airbag goes in the back too i didn't know i thought i like knew about cars but it turns out that that whole side turns into airbag and it stays puffy and it was genuinely impressive it was like distracting from the situation but i'm fine besides bruising my back a little bit on the center console because i got hit in the back okay just briefly what happened green light to turn left on rancho traffic stopped in the other direction and I think it's all stopped because of traffic and I can turn left. But that far lane was still flowing. And um, by the time I almost made my left turn, they were already hauling butt straight and nipped to the back of my car and probably took it out for good. Three-month-old car, by the oh, way. Oh, man. So, Wait, was it that intersection? Rancho and um, the checkers. Not the check, oh. the food one. Not yeah, checkers, Rancho, auto parts. Some of those lanes are screwy where it looks like it's a left turn lane and it's not. But it, was, it looks like there's two left turn lanes. Yeah, that's pulling onto Rancho. There's an issue there yeah. like from Alexander. But enough local roads. Let's see how many roads in our town we can name yeah. for all you people listening that aren't in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Which statistically is most of you, so sorry. Okay, moving on. Have to explain. Hey, uh, I hope that you can take pleasure and my suffering in that or like be motivated that I'm not more upset about it because like I was upset but I'm moving on and I had insurance and I like prepared for that and I got the gap too and you get a new car they're like get the gap because you could crash it tomorrow and it, it already depreciates value right off the lot oh so I was I'm, I was actually worried about that for you I'm like oh thanks man. Yeah. I appreciate that we're gonna learn together how gap works I've never actually um, talked to someone that crashed a car that was super new in the last like 10 years maybe some people when they're younger so we're going to learn together what gap is like and how it works but i can tell you how getting a rental car through your insurance works and that's terrible honestly i've gotten a rental car through my insurance a couple times before just um because you can do that uh, at least with nationwide Mm -hmm. when you just are going through repairs yeah so i've had my car out for service or just i needed to work on it or something and rented a car through my insurance. Usually it's been no big deal, but it was just before a weekend that was busy um, seasonally, and that led to them having no cars because it turns out Enterprise doesn't keep stock well at all. And (laughs) when you call one number to reserve a car with the insurance, they just make hella promises. And then you actually get connected to the place that has the cars, and they don't have any cars. So that was like a three-day ordeal. You're like, yeah, I'm here to rent the Lambo. Yeah, Enterprise is cheap for a reason. They give you whatever they got, and it's always a more expensive car than like you were trying to get. Because yeah. the, the affordable cars, they just run out of them immediately, suspiciously, right away. 
So if you can grab yeah, some life lessons out of that, yeah, I would avoid enterprise at all costs. Not that like I'm trying to publicly shame a business, but I mean, you run your business that way. If you run, if you're enterprise and you run your business to where you don't have enough cars for people like regularly, especially on a busy weekend, you just don't make that possible. And I can't recommend you. You don't want it. You don't want more business. You clearly got plenty of business. Yeah. And you're not looking to have more, so I wouldn't give them any more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm legit they're, angry. they're at max business. Yeah, their customer support is great. Their company policies make their customer support impossible to make up for. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy more cars. If there's people nipping at your heels to rent them and you're out of cars, you're turning people away. Why don't you rent some cars from some other rental company and then rent them to these people? <laughs> Come on, there's money on the table. You're leaving money right. on the table. Oh, man. <sighs> okay. That's my submarine anger moment. You guys, let's let's pull out of the micro and get macro. Let's expand our vision. It's more than just little all us. It's more than like my stupid little life. We're uh, going to look at the nation together. I mean, hey, I only care about how it affects me. So nice. That's realistic. I guess I'm a Republican now. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's your relatable hooking to a human in me for a moment. Let's pull out of that and talk about, you know, political time. That's, uh, that's something we've got on the agenda. Some yep. people like going there. Some people tune out with it. For those tune out people that are here for our science news to get scientific with us, I'm going to give you a tasty bit right in the beginning. Have you heard of scootoids? Everybody holler in the comments not. on Facebook where it's live visually because... Up in the science news, everyone's been flipping out over scootoids. All they are is a shape. It's just a shape that didn't have a name until now. But amidst all of the hype over something that's fundamentally tremendously boring, uh, the neat thing to pull away from it is the fact that mathematicians predicted this shape. And in working with biologists, or rather biologists choosing to work with mathematicians, which is kind of neat and historic, the biologists were able to find the shape that the math predicted. And that shape by itself looks like a hexagon with six, a six-sided flat 2D thing, and then a pentagon, five-sided flat 2D, then connected with lines to make like a prism with two sides that face each other, and then these non-flat kind of bent sides, you know, around it. Kind of like a cylinder. With a hexagon on one end a and a pentagon twisty. on the other end. Yeah. I feel like you can picture that now without looking at a picture. I'm I proud totally of that. I totally can. So, because there's six sides on one side, those angles, those corners, come in to like a Y to then one line over to the one side. So, it looks like a five to six sided fella adapter. But why they form that shape, which is what I didn't get from the first article, which is like, why have this exciting article and not explain why the hell that shape is even a thing? Super simple, it turns out. I had to watch a stupid YouTube video on it to get it. <laughs> but when you have, say, like a layer of skin, skin made of cells, and it has a top and a bottom, and you look at it really closely and you see all these different wobbly-looking five- and six-sided cells, that cell's 3D. It's not just that 2D flat surface. And on the other side, it could have five or six sides, too. So you have all these instances where it's five on one side and six on the other, like corners or mm -hmm. sides i guess it's the same number of corners too right 
Yeah, yep. math. You guys mathing it up. This is like as far as math gets for me. I'm sorry. So <laughs> we're, we're not the math podcast by any means. But when those bump into each other, basically if you have like a bunch of nucleuses and they expand, you have what we picture cells as these orbs. But if you squish a bunch of orbs together to form a layer of skin, then you form all these scutoids when the walls bump into each other. It's that simple. So if you've been scratching your head over the scutoid hype, it's basically that's the deal is when cells bump into each other and grow together to form a layer, that's the shape it actually makes, turns out. I, I have been scratching my brain about why they chose the name scutoids. Yeah. Seems like a really weird uh, you know what? name. Um, I actually got some insight that on that from the video and uh, it there's like a I remember better the bonus to the name is that it reminds um, the like there was one of the researchers that his name kind of sounds like that and they were calling it that but then they gave an official answer and I don't remember what the official answer is you might have to like look that up again oh yeah yeah. Oh, all right. Well. I hear you in both sides, Greg. And I, what's that? Oh, it didn't connect. Oh, I think I did that thing where I clicked the button, but like didn't click it good enough. It says I've been connecting for nine minutes. Oh. Wait a moment. Well, yeah, we gotta connect. Yeah. We're not connected. One moment, everybody. So, I press the, uh, I press this play fella here. It says recording to there. Are we doing it? Yeah, we're doing it for the Facebook people right now. Just making sure that this is going on for Radio Vegas Rocks. So that's like that. Let me know if you hear it on the thing. Uh. Oh, it's that. That's. Is that right? Totally needed to change that. <laughs> hey, thanks. All right. Hey, Philly, what's up? Oh no, we're back in Vegas now. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so, I'm totally, uh, totally proud that I had music ready for that interstitial. But uh, we switched the software we're using to do the broadcast on RadioVegas.rocks. That part of it. Anyway. So just to tie up the scootoid thing, that's that's all of it. That's basically what's like. Oh, the yeah. guys, the the freaking reason why it's called that. Um, wait a moment. Hold on. Scooto scootoid. I'll talk about why that's. The guy's, a, the guy's name is Nathaniel Scootoid. Yeah, Scootoidius. Man. I, it's one of those things where, like, it's so 
not worth the pause I'm taking to figure out why it's called that, except that it's driving me nuts, especially because I learned it already and then, like, didn't think it was that interesting. So I'm taking time it's to look not. it up just to get meta for a moment so that you can learn and then forget it also. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to point out that it sounds, like, kind of weird, you know? It sounds like a dog dragging its butt across the carpet. It, it does indeed. But like a whole race of those creatures that are from another planet. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. I know it kind of reminds me of like a protein folding. So I got into that for a minute. Oh, yeah. Because there's a... Uh, the scientists made a game to... Just, I mean, well, gamify protein folding because it turns out computers are really bad at it. But people are really good at it when you give them an incentive, and the incentive is just points. Yeah, I've heard of protein teaming or protein folding like teams. Yeah, it's called uh, the program's called Fold It, but oh. it's actually it's free. It's actually kind of fun. Um, but it just gives you like a 3D model of a protein, and you have to make it a certain shape or fold it a certain way, and you get points for making it tighter. That's what she said. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes. Oh, man. Beetle. This beetle. Ah! It was ah. a beetle. It's a beetle. There's a beetle uh, with a scutellium, and that's mm. like part of its body, and that's where it gets the stupid name officially. Oh, but they okay. were calling it something similar due to this guy's name. So there's kind of like a... Uh, a happy bonus to the researchers involved for yeah, like, that. Hey, uh, we got Dr. Scoots over here. Yeah. So, the next thing. Oh, that's why we have these things. Okay. All right. Dramatic segue into next thing. Chinese scientists want to capture a small asteroid and land it on Earth. That, ready. that just does not sound like a good idea <laughs> at all. Oh, no, it's only the size of, like, a bus or, like, a small house. That's like, all it takes, man. <laughs> You're going to wipe out a couple a couple states like that, at least. So, asteroids that size, when they become meteorites and travel through the earth's atmosphere they usually break up yeah yeah so their biggest hurdle is putting some kind of blanket around it to protect it so then it lands and then we mine all the gold and platinum out of it i don't know i'd rather have like space mining man i think that's like cool then it gives us break it up in space bring it down here no just go land cruise to like mine just build like a, a giant space station yeah and then you've got, even got the bigger. chunks Mine them out there, bring the material over yeah, here. Totally. And I'm a. Uh, space Wars, man. I'm honestly totally in favor of this. As Chinese as this idea sounds, does that make it racist when I qualify the idea as a Chinese idea, like, in its, in its essence? I mean, technically, probably. <laughs> but here's the thing it's a good idea, and its simplicity is logical. Yeah. And. Getting the the whole thing over here and then using our easy terrestrial mining gear on it. All we need is like 
rockets to poke into it and a nice blanket to put over it. Like a couple robots put the blanket on, a couple rockets poke into it and shove it. It's trajectory happy. We use all that good old-fashioned American military math to aim those rockets and get that rock plummet, plummet into... Wherever. The, yeah. Some sea. I mean, but are they going to, like, try to land it? Like, a controlled landing? Are they going to, like, slow it down enough to... Are they just going to be like, all right, just, uh, you know, no. we'll just land it in the ocean? There's and no slowing it down. There's <laughs> none of that plan. Like, it just, I don't know. It seems it seems a little sketchy to me. It's a, it's a meteor that will hit the ground. What I'm confused about is where they're going to land it. Yeah. Because it seems like mining really deep in the ocean isn't a whole lot easier than mining it in space. No, but could you like recover it or like break if it breaks up in chunks or break it up and then recover it to the surface? But that seems like a huge hassle too. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't just, want it to land on like land. Where is their land vacant enough that you're not going to risk taking out some like farmer? Russia. <laughs> so China and Russia, they can be buddies in this. I mean, Russia's good at space. Russia needs to stop messing with our elections and start uh, mining space, space rocks, yeah. yeah. Get go back to space, guys. Get over and get over there in space. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, get out there going. in space. I. I don't know. I just can't imagine this ending well. <laughs> I mean, I hope it does. It would be it would be great if it does. But I mean, we're gonna have a situation. It's gonna be like Armageddon and Deep Impact in one movie, even though. They're kind of the same movie, except one has mining. It would be funny for America to be the bad guy in that. Oh, maybe they should. Like, uh, that's a uh, that's why we're getting the space force. Yeah, because we're gonna go capture asteroids and then guide them to other <laughs> nations. It's gonna be a space mining force. It's gonna yeah. be a corporate space force. Drop your tariffs, or we're gonna <laughs> asteroid you. Man, supposedly. The tariffs are supposed to lead to this end game of the trade war being totally free trade and no tariffs. But I don't understand how the trade situation was so bad that we needed to make it this big a mess before we clean it up. I understand you have to make a mess to clean a mess. Uh, you have to uh, tear things down sometimes to clean up a room. But mm. I mean, man, this seems like an extreme example of that to like maybe not an example of yeah, that. Yeah, well, I don't think the trade situation was really like as terrible as Trump thinks it was in the first place. It seemed like a great starting point to then go ahead and like throw it away. But it, yeah, it just seems like it, and it keeps escalating and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. It seems only escalating. I mean, Germany is desperate to, uh, well, I shouldn't say Germany, the EU led by that German dude. That's probably not German. I'm probably just being racist again. Anyway, <laughs> all over this podcast, they're like, Hey, we were always buddies. What are we doing here? Yeah. We're right away. Want to make an agreement. Trump was like, uh, if we reach an agreement guy, like interrupted, he's like, whoa, we're reaching an agreement. There's no, if we're going to work this out yeah. when we work this out, it was worth uh, formally interrupting Trump as leader of the EU to bring this up. Canada has said similar, like we've always been buddies. We've always had uh, no problems with trade. It's freaking Canada. We don't start crap with anybody. We're like the this hemisphere is Sweden. 
America's hat. Yeah, we're we're already your hat. Why? Your favorite hat. Yeah. Like, is that how you treat your favorite hat? Come on, guys. <laughs> Man, no, you take care of it. Yeah. You cherish it. It's not like you know? we're your pants, Mexico. <laughs> right? Yeah, you just get another pair of pants any day of the week. <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding. We love you, Mexico. Yeah. Gosh, uh, there is such a large amount of people migrating. Oh, wait, hold segue. There's such a large amount of people migrating from Mexico to the U.S. that a lot of people feel like a wall would be a barrier to migrants going back to Mexico. Yeah, well, not they're not like migrating or they're not immigrating from Mexico, just through Mexico. No, they're not just going over where the wall is. They're driving through with fake passports or um, something like that. Yeah, and it would yeah it would actually. Or coming in on a visa, you were mentioning is like the most common. Yeah, people overstaying visas um, is the most common form of illegal immigration, and I think like immigration from Mexico has been on the decline for a number of years. Um, it has. I looked yeah. that up fresh today. Uh, even in the DHS's Department of Homeland Security's statistics, which end at 2014, as far as statistics on illegals mm -hmm. so you can find immigration statistics only up to 2016 from major sources like vhs um, and i was digging through migrationpolicy.org mm -hmm. and also a politico the funnest was the politifact truthometer if you guys ever go to politifact they have a truthometer and yes, we are experiencing a net outflow of illegal undocumented workers from America. That's backed by a lot of different statistics. But the most discouraging thing about it is not what one statistic says or the other, but it's the complete lack of any reputable statistics whatsoever after 2014. So like the last four years, last three years and change, Three and a half, we're already halfway into this year. No statistics, no real knowledge we're working on of this immigration crisis. So last we checked in, three and a half years ago, there was no immigration crisis. There was a net... Uh, that That's the thing <laughs> is like, it's it, it to me... Illegals were already leaving. It, it, it seems like it's manufactured. Yeah. It, well, it, it like, would have to be manufactured because there's nothing non-manufactured to go on. Yeah. There's such a lack of evidence that isn't manufactured it leaves only manufactured things as a possibility to be making any assumption about it at all so anyone saying that immigration is going in or out at this point within the last three and a half years is There's going no on data. assumption no yeah. the only data is the data before that which shows a net decrease there is uh from what people do know that's not anything official since 2014 it all backs that up like any kind of a uh, record of yeah because i know it's been like a, a a declining trend for a number of years before mm -hmm. 2014 that there was a net outflow um so if that trend has continued i mean who can say i guess we just can't know yeah that's the thing people are hella saying and no one's actually measuring anything so there's not even the first steps of science of research to then go and like take some measurements
It's just hypothesis and then like theory only. No research. And then even once there's some research, no number gathering to get any more data, no any uh, testing or any other conclusive anything. Hmm. Well, I guess that means we got to build the wall. <laughs> yeah, we, get, we need to build a wall between the U.S. and Mexico to stop all these valuable illegal immigrants from going back to Mexico so they can stay here, so we can keep the ones we got. We just don't want any more. We want just time to freeze so that when everyone else in Europe is flying in Uber taxis through the air, that we're still driving petrol vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Christ, man. Like, it, it seems funny to me, just... We seem pretty behind the times, yeah. honestly. Like, Just like every other nation was when they were isolationist. Before China had their giant boom and what they're still looked at as behind today from was an isolationist regime. Russia, isolationist. Everything third world, isolationist. Yo, until I mean, you see how many ago. people in Russia are rocking Adidas tracksuits <laughs> in 2018? <laughs> Yo. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. You want all of us to be rocking Adidas tracksuits? It's 1998. Man, yeah. <laughs> the good old days. Oh, man. Yo. We're just, just going to listen to fucking Planet Rock over, just on repeat forever. <laughs> Planet Rock. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this talk show, you guys. I'm going to step back. I'm going to break the fourth wall and say, it's going on. I'm, fe I'm feeling good. You guys got to tell your buddies that we're doing it. We're living through changes and growing and like learning together and stuff. Yeah. Some of us are. <laughs> I'm not. So. I want to stay the same forever. Google Maps no longer shows the earth is flat when you pull out maps. Like if you get Google Earth, of course, it like starts as a globe and stuff, but that's mm -hmm. not good enough. Google is having such a hard time uh, or trying so hard to step aside from being impartial as a search engine and really preach that round earth, uh, the, the really round earth shells now. The her heresy. <laughs> I actually saw this really funny picture that was like, a hilarious theory from like some flat earth thing. I don't even know where it came from, but it was called ice ball earth, right? Uh -huh. So the earth is actually flat. It's a flat disc, right? <laughs> but it sits on top of a giant sphere of ice in space. <laughs> Why? Like, that just seems so, so great. Yeah. Like what makes that work? <laughs> and like why haven't we seen the giant ice ball yeah. like nasa's hiding the truth from us <laughs> it's not that like every other planet is a sphere except earth <laughs> you know like oh man and if we're like a disc on top of a sphere boy that'd really make the stars look different <laughs> yeah it just seems like so so weird leaps and like i i fell in a hole for a minute I and mean, this was a while ago just because i couldn't believe this like the resurgence the flat earth thing seems to have every like so often it seems like there's cycles where it comes back yeah. in the media and you know and uh there was one theory i read it was like the pac-man world theory where this guy posited that just like on the just like if you walked off the edge of the earth 
you would just appear there was some type of like trans just wormholes or something and you would just pop on the other side of the earth like in pac-man you know if you go on one side of the, the you screen you pop on the other pop, yeah it's it's just or like asteroids. that yeah that's wow. why we can't find the edge of the earth those games are prophetic yeah man they teach the real truth i mean i just it's i mean maybe the world is so boring that we have to make up stuff because we can't just can't accept that earth is just another planet you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why you can't take 10 minutes and Google enough weird stuff about the Earth to be tripped out on to not even go there. Um, but aside from that, I mean, my favorite thing to bring up with the flat Earth thing is that if you go to the beach with some binoculars or like a toy telescope or just like look really hard at a big enough boat, it has to be like ashore where there's some larger ships or mm -hmm. decent sized ships once they go towards the horizon the bottom of them disappears before the top you'd expect a boat to just like fade out if it was a flat surface mm -hmm. and the water can't just have a curve on its own you don't have like water mountains it's not like a hill of water yeah yeah so if the bottom of the ship is disappearing first what's in the way of the bottom of the ship like how is that happening? It's it's an optical illusion created by the binoculars. <laughs> They're in on it, man. All right, big binocular. <laughs> They're in on it. Everyone is in on it. Don't There's you understand, man? So much weird stuff the Earth is doing. Uh, from you were mentioning before the broadcast that we discovered that plastics decomposing were causing some of our climate change. Yeah, or like but, a huge source of greenhouse gases. That's great. I, I'm like, <laughs> man, the whole plastic thing is starting to really trip me out and kind of depress me with like, there's just like mile wide islands of plastic in the middle of the oceans it's all over the place. There's like tons of and just saturating the oceans, just like plastic trash. Yeah. And if we took a uh, 10 thousandth of our military budget for a year, like split our military budget for the year into... 10 maybe 20 or 30,000 and took just like one of those mm. percentages of you'd still have like hundreds of thousands of dollars probably uh probably a mil. No, the military budget is it's like It's like 3 trillion dollars. No, the military budget? No, per year I think it's like like this year it was almost like 800 billion I think. 700 billion or something so not a full trail 770 yeah it's close though <laughs> just a whole fucking lot <laughs> so i mean take a thousandth of that maybe even just a ten thousandth of it and you could easily afford some of the designs people have proposed for things to clean up the gar the great garbage patch oh mm -hmm. man if you guys haven't looked into the garbage patch in the ocean it's really interesting it's just this gyre where all the currents meet and make this garbage patch in the water. That's gigantic. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just a place where it kills animals. It's like an unsentient animal killing entity. It's like ocean cancer. Damn. <laughs> it's insane. Plastics. There's a design for cleaning it up that's really affordable and efficient that a high school kid came up with that was really praised. Oh yeah, and it's as far and among 
a lot of other designs. It is far and among a lot of other designs. Uh, could do it. Could take a bite out of that. And it's not among our environmental like thingies right now, tragically. I don't know. I, I remember the United States doing some like humanitarian things back in the day. And, like, yeah, going, now we're, we're totally like, fuck that. Yeah, remember when the army would go into Afghanistan and like build schools and stuff? What happened to that army? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, seems crazy now. <laughs> I don't know. People were complaining then, like, hey, why are you building schools over there and there's poor places over here and stuff? And like, well, hey, it's better than killing people and blowing them up. They're fighting over there politically by doing good. That's the idea. If you win the hearts and the minds of the people, rather than like blowing up their cousins or blowing up a wedding because there was one terrorist in it, then you'd sow 10 other terrorists that had family die that they think is for like no reason because they didn't know why the U.S. blew up their wedding or their yeah. apartment building or their uh, playground or whatever. All the crap we've thrown missiles at because there was like one bad dude there. And now we've got way more. Like, like building a school makes... <laughs> It turns a lot more hearts around. Yeah, you know what was like was it tripped me out a while ago thinking about that and like one of the major differences I think between like previous generations, like during Vietnam there was like hella media about it, like hella reporters over there and it was on the news all the time showing like how terrible the war was. Mm -hmm. Well not technically a war. Um but whatever. It was you know call it what you want. Um and like now you don't it's like out of sight out of mind you yeah. know and uh but that's why people were so pissed about it. they're like you know kids are like i don't want to fucking go to that fucking meat grinder no yeah, yeah i have a infantry friend i went to high school with that totally has stories you won't tell me you ever get to where like you have a veteran buddy that was on like some front lines and you see like what can I ask them before they get that distant stare and change the subject? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to work with a guy. Yeah, he went to, uh, I think it was Iraq. And, uh, yeah, he would just flat out say, he's like, man, I'm fucked up. He's like, that shit <laughs> fucked me up. And I'm like, damn, he's like, you know, seeing, like, kids get killed. In the, and I'm like, whoa, man, whoa, whoa. I actually don't want to know. Like, but I wouldn't ask him about it. It was just unprovoked. Yeah. Like, someone would bring it up, and just in general. And he would just go off and be like, be like, whoa, man. All right. Yikes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Military. You guys, we respect our veterans. It's and true. You should too, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to say I guess, because I'm just trying to sound, not to sound preachy, but like, if you're a veteran, hella thanks. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can respect veterans, but also like not respect the reason they were sent. That's the thing. You That's know? where I'm at. And... Uh, I hate to be like preachy McGee about it or say anything trite, even if it's something that's worth saying. Kind of like the Vegas Strong, like hashtag Vegas Strong. There's a part of me, maybe it's some kind of uh, social contrarian mm -hmm. to where the whole spirit of that is totally good. And it's good that we all got behind that and there should be like unity as a community. But it just starts to feel sappy and I feel like an antagonism with it. That's so wrong. That's me being wrong. Like, it's good. Community is good. It's like hating my own family because they love me too much and it's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty like that. I'm like, yeah. I'm super antisocial, so I'm like, uh. Yeah, it's happy some kind things. of social contrarian thingy. 
two people hanging out and like smiling. <laughs> uh, seems kind of gross. Get away from me with that. <laughs> people aren't supposed to be happy. Ugh. Hey, that totally segues me over to more info that came out regarding the Las Vegas shooting that led to that whole hashtag. Apparently, dude lost a bunch of money to gamble. Is that what it was? Well, that was a factor. A factor, okay. But his estranged brother said that he thought he was uh, losing touch anyway. Mm. And he, his wife said that he was feeling sick all the time and his doctors couldn't find anything wrong with him besides a chemical imbalance. So he definitely uh, didn't have the gears lined up to begin with. Yeah. Which probably led to uh, irrational gambling, which of course is going to make his gambling worse. But yeah, it might have been misplaced rage towards a bunch of gambling loss as a factor. I can see that. That makes sense. There was another piece of sensationalist news that I'm really happy seems to have largely blown over in the mainstream because it was really unfair from a local perspective. Mm -hmm. And we barely touched on like the wrong side of it a couple episodes ago to really look at the deal. But um, MGM, for like a day... Mm -hmm. got a bunch of flack in the news for suing survivors. Yeah. And there's still some less reputable news headlines trying to get clicks on uh, survivors quoted as, that's awful, how could they do that to us? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's not like a real lawsuit. It's, a, it's like a chess move, so to speak. MGM is not really expecting to get money from survivors. They're not suing them in a way that they expect to win. They're doing it to uh, force the courts to rule it as a terrorist act so that the survivors that are suing MGM can't do that. And uh, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that the survivors shouldn't sue MGM, but I feel like just because they're this faceless corporation doesn't mean that they don't provide a lot of jobs and um, income and a whole economic um, uh, an economic substrate that we're partially living on yeah. that's um, a major appendage of our local economy so that many people as tragic as it is suing an entity that is in fact another victim of this tragic thing is one of those things that's like uh, cutting your own hand off yeah, and it, it doesn't bring any of those people back. Yeah, no, yeah, and it's terrible, but it's also, it might set, like, a weird precedent where, like, does every mass shooting, like, that happens mm. at some place like that, do, does that mean that place is, like, somehow responsible because they didn't yeah. catch it? I mean, a lot of times, like, unless we're going to go full, uh, you know, lockdown and, like, have metal detectors and security everywhere... And have it be like the TSA, like everywhere you go. Yeah, you know, like this could it, happen at a, a at a grocery store, and then we get to sue a whole grocery store chain because this happened on their property, and then we have to pay double for groceries because all the grocery stores have metal detectors and they frisk you every time. It's like uh, one of those slippery slope things for reals. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that. And I mean, you you I mean, you can definitely argue like they maybe they had some liability because they didn't like think anything was suspicious with this dude 
carting in all this luggage, but you know, who kn I, don't, I don't know all the details of like how long he was staying there or how many trips he made and all this. If you know, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of people in casinos, and it's uh, yeah, a lot it's of a lot of parts, people to keep track of, you know. and they're trying to catch people from winning too much. So can't look <laughs> yeah. out, can't distract them from I that. So everyone fucking lost this time, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a terrible situation all around. And I mean, I don't know. It is, but if you caught the, like, day, day and a half where it was being spun that way and are still bitter at MGM, maybe you're right, maybe MGM's horrible, but I don't think so. I think that they're another victim in the thing, and uh, I don't see how much more... Oh, God, excuse me. They could have done to prevent... I mean, obviously, if you're going to get... Uh, nitty-gritty and have the internal argument that I'm having with myself in my head in this moment. Yeah, there's more they could have done. But is it logical to assume that everyone can do everything in every situation? Yeah. Or like, I mean, how... <laughs> I mean, how do you predict that type of thing? Yeah. You know? It's more easy to tell how there's more I could have done to not put my car in front of the other car that ran into it. <laughs> right. Man... It's going to be lefts on arrows only in situations like that. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, I have this aversion to left turns. Like, I hate left turns anyway. Yeah. When I pull onto a main road from a side street, I always turn right and make a U-turn. Even if I have to go a block or two to take a U-turn, I'll do that before I try to take one of those skeevy lefts into, like, the middle lane where you can't see very well. Yeah. Especially when there's, like, traffic and stuff and you see other people doing it and you're like, wow, those people are barely missing other cars. <laughs> That's a lot of trust that someone else coming at you is going to slow down or That's not. That's part of the fun, man. Yikes. Sorry, so. I'd do it. I do it out of defiance because when I was uh, younger, my mom would like never take left turns. <laughs> and like it could be totally clear. And there would be yeah. a car like way down the road. And I'm like, what What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, if it's clear, it's clear. And I'll go. But yeah. I mean, my definition of clear has been changed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now you see, there's That's like some, calibrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some like sketch. <laughs> sketch areas i mean if i waited long enough the intersection would have had an arrow too so it's not like one of those that never gets an arrow and like one car gets to go with every light yeah it wasn't bonanza and uh ran um wait for it bonanza and bruce no one's ever there except this one freaking time of day like rush hour comes and there's just no turning left on bruce from i like that's when bonanza the from bruce yeah oh because it doesn't have the left uh arrow yeah, there's no arrow on that one. Uh, it's like residential, but it just piles up. All right. <laughs> Back to the roads. We, we just can't. I just love roads so much, I just much, love guys. naming roads near here. Isn't it delicious? Like, pretty much every piece of media out of L.A., like, everyone knows all the roads <laughs> around Burbank because right. of all the media out of California. Right. We're going to turn Las Vegas into that. Okay. So, where can we pull around from that? We need to make another noise. There we go. Oh, I like that one. Right? Is that a new one? Sounds new. It's it's a neglected one. There's more clunkies in it. It's very newsy. So, yeah. What's what I have? <laughs> the next significant chunk of my notes back to the immigration stuff i mean if you're tired of hearing about immigration i'm sorry but it's like a thing right now if we really want to make america great again 
What made America most different historically was its cultural diversity and being built of and by immigrants from the beginning on. Yeah. So that's like a point I had on that. I was like, okay, so what other country is more the colonies? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it and I always dislike how it gets framed. And I'm like, I'm constantly going to bring up framing because I think it's super important because uh, it just steers the dialogue of the conversation and limits it, really. Um, is that, you know, if you talk about immigration, then all it's like, oh, you want gang members to come over? And like, no, no one wants that type of shit, you know? But that's not what's happening, No. you know? It's like, there's got to be a reasonable middle ground and like just discussion we can have because they're just people and a lot of them come over and they're really successful and they eventually end up i mean becoming legal immigrants and just becoming citizens and it's like all good yeah the percentage that end up criminals is smaller than the percentage of people that end up criminals in the general population if we removed all the immigration so there's like a net drop in criminals per capita then (laughs) but you know ms-13 or whatever It's like, I'm not even good at math or playing with statistics, and they just seem to like line up that way, where I could be so, so racist and so pro-immigration, because it's just like, the math is great. I could hate everybody, and just undeniably, economically want them all to come yeah, over Yeah, and there's a lot of like, mis- misinformation about it too, like, you know, they all come over here and, and get on welfare and, and use all our social services and it's just like a drain on the economy, but it's actually not. They're at, like illegal immigrants actually add a lot to the economy. So uh, Because they can't collect social services. Yeah. They they're there's not a drain available to them. People think that they're collecting a bunch of social services. These are people that don't know how difficult it is to collect social services. Right. You have to get up uh before sunrise and wait in a giant line in a part of town no one wants to be in uh, to then wait for like four hours at the beginning of the day to talk to people in a scary, awkward room and fill out a bunch of paperwork with terms you don't understand. Then you have to wait to talk to someone again about the thing that you filled in wrong. And then things don't come that you expect to come and you don't know why and you find out it's something you turned in that was signed wrong or whatever. Yeah. And it takes another two weeks to talk to that person. And... Like your kids all grown up and gone to college before you got food stamps for them and shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I've gone through the social services thing with someone with a newborn, and it was. Uh, I don't. I, I think we could have got a college degree easier. Damn. <laughs> it's no, not I, easy. yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's not easy for people that grew up here, let alone immigrants. Right. But yeah, that's one of the the rhetorics you get thrown around is that people are gobbling up all this. They're coming here and then immediately taking advantage of all these citizenship things they don't even have access to. Yes, they can take advantage of our health care because it's harder to bill them. But I mean, there's people already here. Um, I've done it without insurance and I still have this medical debt from that from like two years ago. And you're, you're going to need to let people go to the hospital and it's going to be them less than people here that we're not taking, taking care of. Yeah, there was that. Speaking of uh, the whole healthcare debate, which I think is like kind of ramping up as far as like single payer or universal healthcare or Medicare for all is kind of coming back um, since we're in this election year and it's going to be a hot topic. But there was a, a study done on the cost by this, um, I don't know if you'd just call it like a right wing think tank um, funded by the Koch brothers who are, you know, fund a lot of Republican campaigns. And, uh, 
you know, they, I think the goal of the study was to try to prove that, like, Medicare for all would just not work. Mm-hmm. And it would be too, way too expensive. And so, like, there were a lot of headlines on this day, and they're like, you know, like, the numbers are in. Medicare for all would cost the U.S. $32 trillion. Okay, well, hold on. And, like, all the headlines are like this, and it was fucking terrible. Because you dig in to the article and then the paper, and it's like, well, first of all, that's over 10 years. All right? And <laughs> yeah, the, divide that by 10, first of all. Yeah. And it would end up being $2 trillion cheaper over 10 years than what we're currently doing. Yeah. So It's not that much money more. It's that much money total, which is less than what we're already paying. Yeah. That's complete misrepresentation uh, of the data. It was so terrible. And, uh, and it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, a lot of the things I see on these articles that are discussed is like one of the main talking, point, talking points about healthcare is that it's a bunch of people are going to get free healthcare right and it's again a framing of the issue that makes it seem like a terrible thing like the government is just going to collect all these taxes and then just give everyone free health care and that's not what happens it's just we want to allocate our taxes more effectively uh to save us money because we already spend way more than every other nation uh, every other first world nation with health care yeah. people already get free health care now it's a law that hospitals can't just turn away sick people um some hospitals i don't know really the deal with this because some hospitals apparently can turn you away from not having insurance but there's always one in some city that like can't turn you away maybe yeah, it's like the government hospitals or emergency rooms can't or something yeah is that the deal is that emergency rooms can't you yeah. turn you away okay so regardless of my lack of knowledge of the specifics i knew that was a thing so emergency rooms can't turn you away what about all the people going to emergency rooms that don't have insurance i was one of those for like an asthma situation and I still haven't paid that like medical debt. Yeah, and you think so like technically the, I just got free healthcare and that stat isn't counting towards this cost that's getting And that's that's <laughs> part of the reason why our healthcare is so expensive in the first place is because that people happens. Pulling that shit. Yeah, like and, I did. And you think <laughs> like the hospital's just gonna be like, Oh they just didn't pay for that medical bill. No. No, that's why they just jack up prices to recoup uh the costs. Yeah, at best they sell the debt off to the credit agents, creditor. Yeah, credit and debt collection agency. and increase prices. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you think like an MRI costs like five thousand dollars or whatever they charge here. It's not, it you know in other countries it's like a nine hundred dollar procedure or something. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like all these things uh, just add up and cause a, a huge inflation of healthcare costs. So. I don't. I don't get why people are so determined to well actually this is one of those follow the money things i was gonna say i don't get why people are so determined to frame the healthcare issue in a way that it wants to keep the status quo and wants to keep our current uh medical insurance situation rather than having it be something that we could all pay less and fairly or be included in our taxes or something like that. Something that works like every other industrialized nation yeah. has. Uh, unless they're shills for the insurance and for the middlemen that collect the money in between currently in our current system. It's the only... That's totally that lobbying force is the only thing that makes sense in the way of this actually being the way that would work best. I mean, there's no 
evidence to the contrary in any other country. There's no countries that are truly industrialized at this moment that are like really our peers mm. that are doing healthcare like we're doing it. No. And and they all do some kind of like nationalized healthcare and it works and it's cheaper and they have better outcomes. And they've all caught up or long surpassed us technologically. It used to be the argument, well, we've got the best healthcare. But now people go on healthcare vacations. People go on healthcare vacations to Mexico. And wealthy people do that just to save money. Yeah. With perfectly reputable <laughs> positions. I mean, think about that. It's actually cheaper to like book a vacation and get healthcare in another country than it is to get healthcare here. Yeah. Sometimes even if you have insurance, which is insane, like we have insurance and still have to pay out the ass and people are like, I don't want my taxes to go up. Well, if your taxes, like say, say you pay $2,000 a year for uh, your health insurance, you're still going to have to pay, you know, most health insurance, you have to pay a deductible before your health insurance kicks in. Yeah. You know, so you're still paying out of pocket before your health insurance even kicks in. It's just cheaper to go to another country. Yeah. Which is insane. I'm paying like at least three grand in insurance a year. So. And it's not like you can just like. That's a lot of taxes I could. Like my taxes are usually. Yeah. So like if, like if I paid. <laughs> if your taxes went up a bit and yeah. you didn't have to pay that a year, yeah. like it's a benefit for most people. I and can't say my taxes are usually anything because I make a random amount of money every year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always doing right. different random weird stuff. But. That's. I would not mind an extra three grand in taxes if I didn't have to pay health insurance. It'd be a total wash. Yeah. An extra grand or two in taxes, which would be more realistic with this kind of change. Yeah. And then to drop this healthcare, this in, this insurance costs me like a car payment and car insurance combined for just that stupid health insurance. Right. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, and like a, a some other talking points I see are like, we don't want government-run healthcare. And that's not how it works either. It's, it's just everyone pools their resources through the government and the government negotiates with the insurance to lower the price because it's easier to do that when there's one body negotiating, mm. you know? I have to say for people like me that are like listening really detailed to that particular part about like what things cost, I don't know why like, I'm fascinated by that. Uh, I definitely said something wrong about what my I said if you're trying to figure out what my car and then car insurance and health insurance really cost from the numbers I gave don't because I it was wacky consider that (laughs) exampleness I know I said something that's not like doesn't line up there but I'm not going to bother with semantics yeah no I get you I get you the bottom line is I definitely could take a big increase in taxes and cover a lot of health insurance I know the health insurance being twice my car insurance is a fact. That number lines up. And then there's all kinds of other things that would happen as well. Like health insurance is no longer tied a lot to employment. So then yeah. people, like you don't feel stuck at a that job. Because yeah. there's, there's tons of people that uh, stay at a job that they hate because of health insurance. And uh, the health insurance I have currently is tied to my spouse's work but they're not making it any cheaper it's just like they helped yeah <laughs> like a little bit yeah. i think like we i think the number one reason for bankruptcies in this country is due to medical bills a lot of times with people who have insurance yeah just the deductibles know. are so high it's more than yeah. they can 
uh, handle without declaring violence. I mean, when you have people who like get in injuries and like would rather just tough it out instead of like riding in an ambulance because it costs like a thousand dollars to like ride in the ambulance, something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, let's just. I mean, that's not let's have an first world. About yeah, it, for man. reals. It just seems that the basics of what was a tribe when we were first becoming what we consider civilized, what makes us like a special functioning like hive organism and like a happy thing, like what people are supposed to be and what we're supposed to uh, exist as fundamentally involves a taking care of like our sick and our wounded. That's but only so for, core. only for our group though, our tribe. Mm. And that's like pretty ingrained into us. And that's not happening with, healthcare on a net na- like even if it's our national tribe but then it's not like happening statewide either yeah but nor even is that, it happening so city there's no city healthcare in your city taxes yeah that you pay in your income tax or something but it's there isn't a group that large though like there is and it's it's real like abstract you mm-hmm. know like we all say like yeah we're americans blah 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 we're you know yeah proud to be americans patriots you know whatever i don't care about that shit but anyway but that's not, that's like really abstract and like there's still really hard divides of tribes within that um and it's there's also this thing i read about it's the it's called the monkey sphere theory where like people can only keep track of a certain number of connections like real connections with other people so you have a small sphere of connections and after that it's really hard to uh like relate so you have like a limited amount of empathy that you can basically um, distribute among the group that yeah. you're associated with. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and then you have a distribution, uh, diffusion of responsibility. Yeah. So I feel like when a bunch of people are responsible, no one's responsible. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like a giant bureaucracy <laughs> where everyone like, oh, what's that movie? It was a Terry Gilliam movie, Brazil. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I've heard a lot about it. Oh man, it's really weird. It's just like yet. this it it's this really weird comedy, but it's just like this society is is an endless bureaucracy. Like you have to fill out forms and triplicate to do anything. Hmm. You have to fill out forms to request other forms and like it it it's insane, but that's kind of how I see our society sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I thought the computers would organize that away but it just becomes online forms to get yeah. access yeah, to online like, uh, forms I'd like to help you with that but that's not my department and then when the forms online don't work and give a message that they can't submit because something's weird and you don't know it's weird then they try to get someone on the phone to tell you like why you can't get this thing to yeah. submit because they're all, all all the online forms for anything government was all like made in the 90s or made like 10 years ago by someone that learned how to do it in the 90s <laughs> it's forms forms all the way down it's like they take just a third of the screen and just this row in the middle because monitors were just that big when the oh, government man. forms were made <laughs> oh like the clark county unemployment website is like only on the left half of the page because monitors were just that big when it was made <laughs> at least center it please <laughs> At least. I mean, if it's going to, I mean. Uh, okay. I, right. I've got, okay, back to a previous topic. Hypocrisy alert. I'm declaring. Yeah. Hypocrisy. I'm announcing hypocrisy. hypocrisy. I love it. Let's enjoy some hypocrisy. So, 
You two can comment on the live feed on Facebook and interact with our broadcast. So has Ange Kerfoot, my wife, intrepid local entertainer, uh, brought up the fact. Well, I'll use her words first, and then I'll uh, totally stick up for myself. But she says, regarding the plastic, Waz refuses to do no straw movement with me. So oh. there's a no straw movement yeah. to help down and. A lot of people are upset that have like medical conditions where they need to use a straw and like using a metal straw and stuff is difficult to clean and it's mm -hmm. annoying um, in places that are banned straws entirely. But uh, I totally, to defend myself, am not completely anti-going no straw movement. It's just that the way fast food cups are made, it's really hard to use them without a straw and not spilling on yourself. And to travel with a beverage in the car... They give you the cup with the lid and the straw, mm -hmm. like for a reason. If you try to travel without the lid or the straw, it gets everywhere. And it's just how that system works. They don't currently have like a way culturally to like bring your own container for like fast food. And the obvious, the obvious counterpoint to that is why are you up in that fast food so much? <laughs> but I deliver fast food. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think that there's still small steps that I can make and have been making mm -hmm. in that. I, uh, I'll get extra straws when I don't need them and then use them in place of like adding more straws. So, and I'll like reuse straws more than I normally do with a plastic straw and like not a way that's gross. Let's get a metal straw dog. And, uh, man, buying juices and stuff tend to come in like a plastic bottle too. And I don't add a straw to that, but I mean, it's one of those taken steps. That's things. still plastic. Like that's the thing. It's like, so many plastic and it just feels like a, uh, a battle that's like not winnable no the winning is you make the plastics out of plants it's been the plan all along oh yeah if it's soy based plastic. yeah, yeah. hemp-based soy based there's already water bottles that we buy daily i believe the arrowhead ones are and mm -hmm. other ones that you can't tell the difference between it and a petroleum-based plastic but it biodegrades with none of the uh, greenhouse gas going and and no problem it's not going to end up in the garbage patch it just biodegrades it's part of why a lot of those water bottles feel really thin and stuff, but a lot of mm. that's them using less plastic too. Yeah. But plant-based plastics are um, indiscernible to the point where some places we're going might even be using plant-based straws and we don't even realize it. So while I'm not against the anti-straw thing, I'm also not super gung-ho on it because of the impracticalities and the fact that I feel like... Um, it's not the real solution. It's just a good way to bring awareness. Yeah. I think doing anything radical like that, if it gets people thinking about what change that could have, some people are going to go with the mindset that I was going in a minute, a minute ago with it of like, well, hey, there's already a plastic lid and what are you going, you know, a plastic bottle that doesn't have a straw, but then you've got this plastic bottle. How are you going to buy your beverages? It all comes that way. You're just going to buy a bigger plastic bottle and then pour it into a reusable cup, but then it's this bigger plastic bottle. Where's it end? Well, the solution is to just stop making the plastics out of that because yeah. we don't have to. We can make them out of plants. We've been able to make them out of plants since the plastics were made out of hemp in the original Model T. It's just DuPont, if you want to blame anyone, it's the DuPont Corporation promoting petroleum-based uh, polymers and banning hemp and crushing any attempts to make... Uh, 
farmable plastics. So yeah. farmable, renewable plastics are really gonna what's going to do it. And then we can all straw it up disposably, and we can have all the disposable things that have made um, food fast and convenient now with none of the consequences. The leftover consequence would be extra fiber and compost. Yeah, We'd be able to make uh, feed our gardens with our leftovers, including the containers, in this world. And that world is inevitable. It's going to be uh, economical and more economical to go that way than to keep with petroleum. Not with just public impact, but with how much um, reusable, renewable packing sources uh, they're, they're growing and it's getting cheaper. Mm. But there's always going to be like contrarians. Now they're like, oh, you're trying to ban straws? Every time they go to fast food, they're like, I'd like yeah. five straws, please, with one drink. What if there is an increase in straws because of people uh, being like that? Because, I mean, that's, that's so California to try things out like that that could be good or bad. Yeah. But it's also so, like, that, <laughs> that state to be short-sighted about it where it's not really the real solution. Uh for example, it's like uh, expecting everyone to move from cars to bicycles in a city with terrible bicycle infrastructure. Yeah. Like most of the West Coast has terrible bicycle infrastructure, at least uh, California and Nevada. Nevada's really given a lot of effort to it, but I mean, it's still ridiculously hot out here. There's a lot of bike lanes everywhere that's cool. Uh, thanks for trying. But I mean... The real solution is to make the cars not like that. It's not why replace your children when you can train them to be better children. <laughs> I would go for the replacing. Replace them with cats. <laughs> That's replace, replace all your children with cats. You heard it here first, Boom. folks. Yeah. Make, solution to all the problems. Get rid of... Stop making kids. Start adopting cats. <laughs> We're all... This is brought to you by... Uh, what's that... Um, Bob bra Barker. Brain infection that mostly, probably half of people have. Uh, histoplasmosis, I think. So. Or toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. Yeah, so. one of those. One's from rats, one's from cats. <laughs> well, toxoplasmosis makes rats attracted, sexually attracted to the smell of cat urine. So that they're drawn to cats who then eat them. Then the cats get the toxoplasmosis. And then supposedly about half of people have it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably have it. And it also has been linked to risk-taking. So the majority of people that die in motorcycle accidents have toxoplasmosis. Yeah, I was, there's been some articles popping up recently where they're uh, talking about um, it, like, increases the, uh, I guess, entrepreneurship in people because they're not afraid to take the risk of, like, going out there. So a lot of entrepreneurs probably have it too. <laughs> or people who like start it, you know, I mean, they all have it. Bill Alrighty. Gates. Do you like that my like hypocrisy alert was on myself being hypocritical? Yeah, totally. I knew it was. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's celebrate our own hypocrisy, but yeah. then like do all, something about it. We all it. do it sometimes. The thing I want to do about it is really be more aware of products I'm consuming and what their containers are because voting with the dollar is really what's going to turn around. Vote. Yeah. I can't expect companies to just uh, buy a more expensive container, up their price, and expect me to just roll with that and not go with a cheaper competitor. 
Mm-hmm. I need to take the moment to like budget for that and make better choices, even if they seem less economical in the time. Uh, it gets made up somewhere else, mm-hmm. one way or another. Supposedly, I've got no evidence of that part. Maybe I just need to spend a little bit more on beverages and drink more water. Psh, that's another thing. <laughs> you can get like a, hydrate. Oh, yeah, oh. you can just get a like metal container. They stay cold. Uh, water tastes gross when it touches metal, though. I just, I just get a plastic container, but like not throw it away. <laughs> See, I, I'm the opposite. Like those like plastic cups that people yeah. take to the gym and stuff, nah, those Ooh. get gross after a while. The other thing that we're battling here is a lack of terminology and awareness of what materials really are because there's a lot of different kinds of plastic. Yeah, that's Like true. a really hard polycarbonate's not going to have pores. They're going to get um, like gooey little, little germies growing in it. Mm. Like traditional water bottles have a lot of pores and the, the rim... I don't know if you've noticed this. Chime in if you've noticed this too. But if you nurse a water bottle more than like a week, it smells. It, it's move up, you move oh, the yeah. tip, and then where you put your mouth stinks. Yeah. Badly. So, Even like sooner than a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're risking it. <laughs> so gross. You're risking it, man. So imagine the pores in that. So um, there is hormones that are in plastics and styrofoams heating things too much getting them to melt that can seep into things and affect a balance somewhat supposedly turning the frogs gay yeah turn them them gay frogs i don't know that that'd be a net gain we could totally we could gay things up a lot and benefit from it (laughs) (laughs) right no, that was uh, that's from Alex Jones. He had a rant. Yeah. <laughs> where he like, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> but I guess like YouTube recently banned uh, Infowars, I think, for like 30 days. Or maybe it was Facebook. One of those. <laughs> but I guess he's like back in court. He I got think, extra crazy lately. Yeah, but I think he's like back in court because he was being sued by uh, families from the Parkland shooting. Oh. Because he was calling the kids like crisis actors and shit. And so his lawyer is arguing in court that, like, no reasonable person would believe that Alex Jones, like, legitimately believes the stuff he's talking about. It's, it's weird because that seems monumentally disrespectful and, and wrong for him to spread that uh, something didn't happen that was so significant to yeah. people's lives who are affected so negatively by it. But on the other hand... Is there like a law against that? I don't think that's really illegal. I think that's still like free speech to say cruddy things like that. Yeah. I think it's within the realm of cruddy things that at least I want the right to be able to say that as a joke. It's really important to me to be able to say jokes that I regret later that aren't good or right to say, but just to have that freedom to do that and be able to walk back and be like, okay, that was a dumb thing to say. I'm sorry, but at least I got to say it and don't go to jail or something. Yeah, but I think there's like there's a line like it could fall into like uh, what would it be libel or slander? But I didn't. Oh, here's you know okay. What I mean, I, I I always think that libel or slander don't come into play because of public figures. Yeah. If someone's in any way a public figure, they're uh, they can't sue for libel or slander. Mm-hmm. Um. They have to be. They have to prove that their business was affected by it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. then most people who own or run a business where it would be affected by it, 
um, make themselves enough of a public figure to then be exempt. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look, you're promoting yourself on public on social media. You've got this Facebook. You've, you're in your TV commercials. You're a public figure. Ah, oh, boom. No libel and slander. Yeah. Uh, protection for you anymore. But it's different when it's like families that survived a tragedy. So. Yeah, they don't deserve that. That's for sure. But I wonder how libel and slander. Yeah, and I'm not sure that's the case, but um, I know he is in court. Shout out to Malone. Shout out to Gary. We've got folks sliding through. Just feel welcome to pop in our little messagey time. Now's a good time because it's totally the top of the broadcast. Yeah. And that means... Tippy top. Yeah. The luscious point at which we reach full momentum to have... Commercial, commercial chug. chug. Dish, dish, dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-
in a society with religion. We found out just fine there's very peaceful societies without any kind of religious doctrine, but they still have traditions. Mm. And communities form and you have these rituals and they don't have to have like a specific need or a specific, um, uh, well, I was going to say need fulfilled or a specific purpose or even relate to anything. It can be as something as simple as like touching the feet of the statue. Uh, because it brings good luck or something. Most people don't really think it brings good luck, but they just feel luckier because they did this ritual. It's kind of like uh, um, the... What's that? Uh, it's mental almost illness. like an inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a mental illness, but... Well, I was but, thinking of obsessive-compulsive disorder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if everyone has a little bit of OCD and satisfying it slightly is healthy and essential to dealing with the fact that we evolved so quickly in the last few hundred years, we had to give up a lot of ritual that we needed to keep us doing the same hunting patterns and farming the same crops at the right seasons. We learned songs and dances to form language and all of that comes back to ritual. And when we're now shedding religion from our societies, we still long for ritual and we can't just cut off that, that organ, that appendage psychologically yet as we're evolving. Maybe nor should we because it's, it bonds us and makes a community form when we feel in unity, when we feel we can do stuff together as a unit. So I see that value in things like the national anthem or even the Pledge of Allegiance in schools. But man, does that get taken too far right away when it goes into that religious tip, but without the even the structure and quality that old religions have as awkward as I feel saying that when people just step in and fill that void mm -hmm. with uh, fraudulent things or take advantage of it. Or when someone tries to put a new spin on it to raise awareness for something that's unfair for a group of people in this community, like, Hey, we're part of America too. And we're being neglected. I'm going to take a knee during this to be seen uh, I feel like that bonds us all and isn't like an affront to this ritual that has no um, official thing anyway. It's not like that person's uh, taking a knee and that's going to get us bombed. Like some entity is going to smite the finger of God on the baseball stadium that has the least people with their hands over there. Oh, no, it's coming. We need to get over that and realize that all these things are... Machines talking to other machines. It's we like all, made them all up at some point. Yeah. Like, we're all cells in this organization and this organism that's going to outlive us. All of us are going to just be dead skin flakes forming the dust of the future of society. We're not the, no one of us is <laughs> the rest of humanity. None of us is a norm immortal. See, that's where you're wrong, pal. <laughs> Living forever. Well, we're living forever through this podcast because I'm going to make for damn sure that my will includes like a huge chunk of money to keep like servers. <laughs> no, we got to just embed them on uh, like time crystals. Yeah, just trust whoever's the biggest company when I'm like that old. I'll find their servers and be like, okay, who's got the lifetime deal? What's the amount of money where it's like lifetime? And then, and then, they'll, then they'll say, uh, whatever it is, you don't have it. You know? Unless there's a spark of memory in actual people that then tell their kids and those kids tell their other kids. Like Mark and Brian. Mark and Brian's not on KLOS anymore. That crazy morning show. 
But if people don't talk about Mark and Brian, there's no one's going to keep archives of Mark and Brian. No one's going to store extra copies of Gotta it. Got to keep them alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. So one day they'll take all these episodes, they meaning us as people, are going to take all these episodes of this show and then recreate us as... And ritualize uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be, we'll be conscious again, but that consciousness will only have as much depth as we've represented on this show. <laughs> so not very much. All right, cool. So it'll be, it'll be shallow and awkward and... and awesome. <laughs> And overconfident and uh, laugh irrationally at things that aren't funny. So that'll be a great future. That's how we're going to be immortal. We're going to be born again as uh, sloppy media whore machines. <laughs> I love it. Right? That's what All I'm right. doing this for. I feel better now. So join us. We don't want to be immortal alone. Yeah. Tell your friends about the show and actually tell them about it. So. <laughs> All right. We got a. Got more, uh... Yeah, we've got a couple. We've got more ads, yeah, but just a shout-out. Gary mentioned California has a new sippy cup. It's more plastic than a straw. Uh, FYI, the U.S. is actually 0.002% to plastic contribution to the Pacific garbage patch. Hmm. Asia is 98% responsible. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's closer to them. Yeah, we bury our garbage. More so China. Yeah, the thing is, with blaming China for a lot of horrible stuff they've done to the Earth, they've really only done it for a small sliver of time compared to us. Mm. And it's all, all stuff we taught them to do. China hasn't done anything like horrible to the Earth that they weren't mimicking what we were doing. And now they're like a leader in green energy. There's more solar cells per capita in China than anywhere. They're going to do the thorium reactor before we do, which is um, a new type of nuclear reactor that's way, way, way safer that we invented and left out as public knowledge and never did anything with. So, And they're also like one... I don't know what the population of the Earth is now, but I think it's over like 7 billion. They're also like... They're most people. Yeah. Most people are Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's like the default mode for people is Han Chinese. <laughs> and yeah, so... Uh, that's that. That's great that that's not our fault, supposedly, but we taught them to do it. <laughs> yeah, America number one! And, and now we're not learning much from them as far as going green. They're going yeah. green to the max. That was actually some very good news, Gary. Thanks for that, man. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Well, I mean... But uh, yeah, but he I brings up that the garbage it. China dumps is the problem, and I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I might be hopelessly optimistic for the changes that they're making, but fortunately, it's not just their free market doing it but their government yeah and the line between their market and their government well who who are we to talk about a line between government and free market when like our government is basically corporate run yeah, yeah, yeah. but their government has some unique advantages in manipulating corporations uh more visibly mm -hmm. and in ways that the people want as far as green energy so i feel like yeah, China's been most of the problem with that in the near time, but that's neglecting all of the industrial revolution that we started. Yeah. <laughs> when there was a hole in the ozone in the 80s when we were kids, when China was like huts and making toy flashlights, and you didn't want stuff made in China then. Where now sure. it's like you don't have a choice about whether it's made in China. <laughs> <laughs> right. So things have turned around, and I, I feel like they're going to make us look stupid 
by cleaning up a lot more than we have when we're going like pro coal, clean coal, like clean coal is actually a thing and pro fossil fuel and have the people responsible for uh, government health things, people that used to lobby against those same government health things for corporations to be able to do things like fracking Mm -hmm. and poisoning well water and uh, making kids hair fall out. (laughs) It's like ruining uh, public swimming holes. Anyway. Public swimming holes. Yeah. (laughs) On that note. Oh yeah, we're doing ads. Okay. (laughs) So airlines, airplanes, biodiesel, Airplanes, biodiesel in the airplanes. Sometimes they fly, man. Sometimes they fly. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-515-2397. Okay, so I feel like we're only a couple generations from birds voting. See, Mallow brought up the idea of... Bird-powered airplanes. Yeah. So, I don't think you can just train animals to do things anymore. They need to have... uh, I mean, you can. You train people to do things, but there's always a motivation. Usually, it's a job. You get trained for a job, right? You get paid. So, we got to start paying the birds to transport us. And once they're getting paid, they got to pay taxes. And if you're paying taxes and you're not voting... That's messed up. That's wrong. You can't have a class of uh, taxpayers that don't that have the ability to vote. That's why we had suffrage. So we had uh, the civil rights movement. So I think we're only a couple generations from birds getting the ability to vote. But here's the deal. Birds, unlike people, people don't have that very uh, different breeds. Like dogs or birds, the genetic diversity is much greater. We're all practically variations of the same breed. Um, our genetic diversity as a species is very low comparatively. So how do you tell which birds are really ready to vote and which ones are basically uh, functionally developmentally disabled people with wings? Well, if you test their intelligence, then you get into like the Jim Crow laws where humans had to take these messed up intelligence tests that were stacked against them uh, but, like, it'll be Jim Crow laws with actual crows. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. 
I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-961-2480. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to say something four times, it has to crescendo. Yeah, totally. If you're going to repeat, you have to build intensity. So I'm helping that out. I'm helping crescendo the phone numbers. So that was National Treatment Advisors. Yeah, if if you guys are out there and and struggling with that, man, give them a call. It's, uh, you know, I mean, we've been there. I've been there. Lord knows I seem to need it now in this moment. (laughs) Right. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good on the other side. So, you know, I don't like to see anyone struggling with that. Even though there's still like epidemics and shit, shit seems to get worse. But you know, helps out there. It's not an easy road, but you can make it. Totally. Um, even if the goal was just stop having a beer or two every day. Remember when like I stopped drinking on the podcast, even though there's a beer hidden under the table. I did manage to like do that goal of not drinking every day, even though it was a small amount and didn't seem to be having that much of an effect. You do like, I don't know, maybe it's, it does have an effect on you though. Yeah, yeah. Some people genetically that doesn't do anything to them, but that's not all people. And I was feeling less powerful the next morning with that habit. So that's made a positive improvement in my life. Ta-da. So even it could be a little thing without being a crisis that is yeah. still worth pursuing. But Similarly, taxes, you know. You got to do them every day. Yeah. If you're not doing your taxes at least weekly, then someone's going to come knock at your door and they're going to be angry and you're not going to know why. And then you're going to be in jail. The following story is fictional. Woo boy. I had a rough night's sleep. Let me read you that letter I got from the IRS. Dear John, according to our records, you owe the IRS $37,950.50. If you don't call us right away and set up a payment plan, we're going to freeze your bank account and put a lien in your home. Well, heck, part of me says you want my trailer, you can go ahead and have it. And I only got 100 bucks in the bank anyway. But so here's what I did. I called me the tax doctor. I paid them their fee, and I got the whole thing reduced to $1,000. If you owe the IRS any personal or business taxes well north of $10,000, you call yourself the tax doctor right now. See if they can save you some real money. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. So, speaking of money, speaking of repairing your credit, I'm about to need to repair my credit because those credit cards that I was cruising with before I got into this car fiasco, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's say that there's not like a lot of free balance left on those anymore. (laughs) But hey, that's just little stuff. That's just 
Um, not leaving your credit cards maxed out is a thing. And making some commitments to financial folks or whatnot. But, you know, if things get a little too deep, if you've got a credit situation that's like a festering wound that can't heal, people are bugging you, you need help settling that stuff. Because here's the thing, like your debts, like that medical debt situation, I could offer them uh, 20% of what the original bill was and get that settled and that'd be handled with a debt collector. You can't always get away with 20%. Sometimes you might have to throw down 30 or 40, but it's still less than half of what you owe. But if you need help navigating that, here's a legit place that'll help you with that. And mention RadioVegas.rocks to them or any of them, and then they'll, they'll throw us a dime for doing this, and we need their help to keep these lights on and stuff. That's legit what's making it happen. So give it a consideration. Do you want to pay more for a new car or new home or less? Yes! Do you want to pay higher interest rates on your credit cards or even to refinance student loan debt or less? Yes! The secret to paying less on everything is a better credit score. Is your credit score less than 700? Do you even know? Well, now at the same time, you can learn exactly what your credit score is and learn how to make it better. And when you call our special credit repair hotline, you'll speak to an expert that will tell you simple steps to start improving your credit score. And the call and consultation are F-R-E-E. That's free. I'm telling you, the secret to paying less is a better credit score, and you can fix it right now. So please make this free call and change your life. 877-857-1286. 877-857-1286. That's 877-857-1286. So now we're down to my favorite sponsor besides all of the local ones like Cold Cock Whiskey and Spunk Lube. Oh, neither of those are local. They're just uh, direct more. I don't know. They're not phone number ones. But yeah, it's a real whiskey. It's herbal flavored and you can drink it really easily. I don't normally like hard alcohol, but when offered a shot of Cold Cock Whiskey, I can slide it down a little bit without the same kind of heartburn situation that almost every other hard alcohol gives me. So when you need a little taste, that's a, that's a nice little nipper, that cold cock whiskey. Also, spunk lube, when you need a sexual lubricant that resembles semen, you know, it's as simple as that. Not yeah. everyone needs that. But, but when you do. When you do, if it's part of your career, for example. Um, <laughs> or you just like that all going on. <laughs> yeah. That you can get, they sent a big thing with like a push top, where you oh, like yeah, yeah. A, like a giant one, like if we were having that kind of party. So, okay, but yeah, as as humorous as this is, it's a real sponsor. But there's long time ones too, like Zip Fizz. Oh man, gotta get the Zip Fizz. I really like Zip Fizz a lot. It's a really, uh, uh, relative, relatively healthy, clean, less jittery source of energy leanness um hangover joe's is one that when you have this little thing it looks like a five hour bottle but it's made by hangover joe's and it really really helps bounce back from a night of alcohol uh misuse When you try to burp quietly and it doesn't work out like you planned, so you just decide to embrace it to like full effect. Like I'm taking this. I love it. 
all the way since no half measures. If I couldn't hide it from you, then I'm hiding none of it from you. So, hey, inventing stuff. I talked about cleaning the tops of soda cans. Do you have any other fun invention ideas? Um, let's see. What did we do last week? I... Oh... Man, I want like something that will just put me to sleep right away. Like I want I want the go to sleep mask five thousand. Nap button. Nap button. That's a button I can install right in my forehead and I can just push it and go to sleep. This is the thing that we were talking about before I so relate to that man, when I'm awake, it's like, ah, I'm finally awake. I don't want to go to sleep now. I'm up. And then when I'm asleep, Man, I don't want to wake up. I finally got this sleep going on. It's <laughs> I that know. Consciousness momentum, it's I like vi- to call it. Vicious cycle. You've got this momentum towards awakehood. You don't want to slow it down and go to sleep. And when you're asleep, you've got that inertia of sitting there asleep and you don't want to gain momentum. You know, <laughs> to, to move from a stop takes exponentially more energy than it does to increase velocity once you're already traveling to a certain point so like with cars you know it takes like way more energy in those first couple gears to get rolling mm-hmm. and then you're just like accelerating till you hit like a wall of uh needing a lot yeah of air basically because <laughs> mm-hmm. above, above a certain speed that's your biggest barrier is that air in your way anyhow enough physics um let's invent stuff Come on, you guys invent things you have no idea i've got an idea i got an idea i got an idea what's the big idea do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app well now is the time to make your idea a priority get it off the ground fast and call davison we have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online it's simple to get started call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide we'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream dream big and be big call davidson now for your free big idea starter guide davidson charges fees for services 800-208-9876 800-208-9876 okay we just had such a brainstorm for the future of humanity's economy because we came up with the best product we've come up with yet true Okay, so we're done with commercials right now. If you like to fast forward through the commercials and you like missing our amazing interstitials between them. Missing out. We're we're as back as we're getting now. We're all the way back. This is it. And the product that we want to pitch to you is um, the amazing both wake up and go to sleep pill. You might be taking pills to wake up. You might be taking different pills to go to sleep. You might be in this chaotic whirlwind between the two, trying to take charge of your consciousness. Because we, as we mentioned before, you just got this consciousness momentum where you don't want to get up to speed after you've been sleeping and get all woke up. And then once you're all woke up at the end of the day, you don't want to slow down and lose that momentum and go, go down to sleep town. So, so we take these things to go up and down. And I feel like 
it's unevolved, it's less efficient. What we've done is we've combined everything you're familiar with in a caffeine pill in the same pill with everything you're familiar with in a melatonin pill. If you're not familiar with melatonin, it's a really common sleep chemical. It's the chemical the brain naturally uses to trigger a sleep state. And you can take it in pill form, and uh, it's very low um, tendency to abuse, tendency to uh, addiction. And because it's such a natural thing, it's difficult to overdose too. You could take a crap ton of them. And uh, making that become in a pill with caffeine, it's not just everything you've come to expect from caffeine. It's just literally caffeine in this pill. <laughs> so what happens is at night, you get a little spun on the caffeine, but then you crash, you know? It's not like Zip Fizz or something that is just a bunch of B vitamins that gives you energy with low crash. This is that max crash caffeine to where you're like, Bwop! and then the melatonin just guides it down there. But in the morning, you, you get that buzz from the caffeine, but you don't crash right away because the melatonin's mellowing it out. You'll also totally get dizzy and probably hallucinate, but that's part of what you're going for, right? Right. Exactly. So this is something that's perfect for you and everyone else um, as long as you've done hallucinogens before and you feel really confident about your self-control. So basically, it's about very few people. Who are, <laughs> unless you're Tim Robbins, you shouldn't get this... Not Tim Robbins. Yeah, that's was, not who I'm thinking of. I was say, well, that's the Tim, author. Tim Robbins. T yeah. No, that's Tom Robbins. Okay. Tim, Tim Robbins is an actor. Unless you're this imaginary person we made up called Tim Robbins. Oh, no, that's an actor, yeah. I'm thinking about that motivational right. dude. Tony Robbins. <laughs> unless you're anyone in the Robbins family. <laughs> this is, that's who we're marketing this to, specifically. So, if you're a Robbins, call this... Only we're gonna check your ID. <laughs> we're marketing this product only to people who have the last name Robbins or have married into the Robbins family. Caffeine and melatonin—it's a combo. This pill is called Ah. It's like U H H A A A A exclamation point, but all lowercase. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how it makes you feel. It works. You're like ah. That's how I like to start and end my day. All right. Oh, man. I legit want this. Okay. We're near the tail end of things. We're, we're stepping foot on the caboose of yeah. this entertainment train. I, and speaking of which, I should have had a lot more caffeine for it, you guys. I think we had some votes on the caffeine was being a little bit more valuable. This was the syrupy sulky like daria was this is daria version of was today so oh, vote man. in the bottom whether you prefer like uh like sullen and cynical but generally positive outlook but reluctantly so or that uh wild and crazy stumbly but over enthusiastic caffeinated version of me vote below should we should we bust out QAnon? Is it QAnon time? Yeah, bring it up, because this might be the only chance yeah. the world gets to find so, out about this. So, QAnon has been popping up in, uh, so in the media lately, which I'm kind of surprised to see it uh, in the mainstream, because... Well, first, so QAnon is... There is a uh, person called Q who posts on an internet forum, some of you may be familiar with, called... 4chan 
which is just basically an image board where people post and make jokes, and it's mainly a cesspool. That's where the original Anonymous came from, and most memes that you're familiar with, or even the modern version of the concept of memeing, had its origins on this message board predominantly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and a big reason is like it's anonymous, but um, you can create usernames, uh, which are called trip codes, which are unique to users. So, this poster called Q um, started, who, who claims to be someone high up in. Uh, like I don't know if it's CIA like in, in the in the administration um, or CIA in an intelligence agency, but they claim to be high up um, in the government, and they, you know, it's basically they spun this. Uh, kind of conspiracy theory around the, the Trump administration that uh, Trump is actually working with Mueller um, and like a counter intelligence uh, to bust Hillary Clinton and Obama and all these other Democrats for running child sex trafficking rings and all types of stuff. And it, it kind of like spawned out of Pizzagate, uh, which has been debunked, um, mind you. So, but it's this really vague. Um, conspiracy theory and he leaves breadcrumbs and this and that so the thing about 4chan if people aren't familiar is that they've gotten into the news before and they they've tricked media um organizations before usually like small stuff like i don't even remember a couple years ago when that uh there was like an airplane that went down and i think it was it was, it was like an asian airline and then are you all- talking about malaysia air no, I don't think it was that one. It, was, it wasn't that, but it was okay. it was some like plane crash. It was an actual. It was a plane crash, and uh, before they got like names of the people, um, 4chan just put out. They made like a fake news site and made it look hella real, and so all these other news agencies like grabbed onto it, and they were reporting that some of the people who died in the crash were names like Holy Fuck and oh, shit like that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Or there was a... And that ended up on television Yeah, on, on a few news stations. Yeah. And, uh, so Which like, was sh- very funny, but very messed up. Yeah, so, and shit like that. And then, <laughs> you know, so it, it's my opinion that this thing is, is an elaborate troll because the conspiracy theory is so uh, just complex and out there and kind of defies, like, the evidence of what is actually going on. Um, that it's, it's just a big troll. And but the funny thing is to me is that it's not just a troll, there's like merchandise. And all these people showed up at a Trump rally with like Q t shirts, we are Q. Um, and there's like apps you can download that you have to pay for and stuff. So, like, whoever started this is, is making money off these people, which might be sad, but it's like people you wouldn't think would go to 4chan because it's really kind of a I mean, there's different boards, but there's like fucked up shit on there, man. Yeah, it's, it's weird how that'll spread outside of 4chan, like a lot of things do. Like, a lot of people don't realize how many things that were on E-Bomb's world or ICANN has cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All started on 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, what we know is anonymous. The people go to, like, the anonymous channel on YouTube and think, like, that's anonymous. Yeah. When, like, no, it's just a, some dude with a YouTube channel writing something that was built on an, on. Yeah, and, like, 4chan. anonymous was just, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, or it's, like, specific boards. On 4chan, yeah, that's and a it's thing like, too. you know, if you go to like one specific board, it might be okay, but like if you go to B, B, you're just gonna see fucked up shit all day. And just was, only go to B. Don't yeah. mess with the whole rest of it. Yeah, B is random. 
Exactly. But it's legendary. Yeah. 4chan's B. Because it, it was built forever ago when it was just the URL was slash B. And that was random. And oh boy. Yeah. But like, pe- but, you know, there's Trump. You see just like people who could be your, like my parents wearing like Q shirts and like are totally sucked into this conspiracy theory that is like insane it's really. like this hole that Infowars is leaving mm-hmm. maybe these people are just like oh Infowars is like not either slightly too crazy or not crazy enough for them or they just need an alternate crazy but like I feel like that's what people get from that or like Rush Limbaugh yeah and he'll say stuff he doesn't even believe and he's just like I'm an entertainer you yeah, shouldn't which take I take me so seriously when I'm being adamant and serious about things. Yeah, I hate that excuse. <laughs> but anyway, so it's just it's interesting to see like what is it's like one of those jokes. It's like a prank in high school where, you know, if you want if you wanted to embarrass someone, you would like bring them in on it and be like, oh. OK, we're going to like during the assembly, like 10 minutes in, we're all going to moon everyone <laughs> and then no one does it. <laughs> only the kid who like wasn't in on the actual joke that's what it is yeah. it's, Where it's like, like this a big fake prank. we're all gonna do this together guys oh you actually did it yeah ah! exactly ah! yeah like that's what it is man it's I like i wasn't a, expecting anyone to actually do it ah you i got you You guys are buying shirts yeah you guys are downloading the app that's another thing you mentioned that there's an app yeah. too, right yeah so you can get like on updates. the fly updates yeah Q updates yeah <laughs> But it's very like Nostradamusy and like vague as conspiracy theories have to be, because you have to leave space for the person to project uh, their, you know, beliefs and ideas into it and read into. It has to be vague enough to where you can make connections, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's really interesting, but it's kind of bizarre that it leaked this far out. You know, usually like 4chan doesn't leak that far. I know. Well, at least not so quick. Yeah. Well, it's not really like super quick because it was kind of. I mean, the Pizzagate thing was like, for very early on when Trump got elected, I believe, or like before the election, right? I can't remember the timeline of Pizzagate, but it was, it was around that time. Gosh, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then this kind of spawned out of that and was like underground, but I guess it's been slowly been growing for a while. But uh, yeah. <laughs> QAnon. Oh, man. So, what else on the tail end of this has Katja that we were talking about them later? Talking about earlier, I mean. Uh, well, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to end on a down note. Well, I guess we Do got it. time. But, uh, Do it. I'll bring it no, back. No, there's like a crazy I'll red, make an inappropriate joke about the down thing. There's like we'll, a cra- crazy red algae bloom in Florida that's like killing hella wildlife. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't be like excited about this. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like I'm one glad of the you remembered because I wanted to talk about it. It's one of the things that was predicted as like a possible consequence of uh, yes. glo- global climate change is that these like algae bloom cycles, they'll get out of control and it'll uh, wreck the ecosystems of the oceans and rivers and shit. So um, that's kind of going on. It's not like massive, but it's uh, it's large enough. They're like they found a whale shark dead it's like killing from the algae yeah it's killing like turtles and uh all kinds of aquatic life birds it seems like it'd be hard to take out a whale shark from a natural event that's (laughs) a lot of animal yeah they can get away really quickly yeah but it's crazy how like just an overabundance of like algae can wreck the ecosystem because our ecosystems have like you know through millions and millions of years of evolution kind of like found a equilibrium Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take that much to upset them 
Have you heard much about how that affects like food supplies in the area? Like what foods harvested over I there? I don't. And stuff? No, not yet, because it's like pretty new. So I think it just started happening like within the last couple days, uh, maybe a week or so. I don't know. Yeah, that we're up to date on the algae bloom, you guys. Yeah. We're totally algae bloom first breaking newsers. Breaking yeah. newsers. Yeah, we did it. People say those greasy conversation folk are breaking newsers. I did want to end talking about Ready Player One. Ah, finally! Yeah, because I know you mentioned it before and you want to talk about it and I still haven't seen it. it, it you know, it's, it might be my favorite movie, as sappy as that is. I'll yeah. take some sap for it. No, I got it back. Like, it's a, it's a really enjoyable flick. Like, it's got a lot of nostalgia. Um, but it's just got, like, a fun story. Like, it's a fun adventure. Um, you know, a little danger, but it's a video game. So, you know. Um, Good flick. Rent it. I think it's on Redbox now. The, like cheesy romance aspect of it actually like got me where normally that'd be like a turn off or something I'd put up with or be like, all right, or feel neutral about. And I actually was like, uh, charmed. It, I was yeah, legit it, wasn't, charmed. it wasn't so over the top. Like I recently watched, uh, the second Jumanji movie. Um, Jumanji, I think it's welcome to the jungle or something. Uh huh. And the romance plot in that is like really over the top and super cheesy. Uh-huh. And like, you're lucky Jack Black saves that fucking movie. Um, but this movie, yeah, like the romance thing wasn't super over the top or like a main, a huge part of the plot. Like it was really about, you know, finishing the quest and all that. So yeah, super like, enjoyable movie. The conflict between the male and female protagonist in the beginning or the little conflicts that happened. Like I saw through that as foreshadowing that they get together yeah, in yeah. that cliche high school way. But I imagine to a lot of younger viewers that could have been like a fun surprise. Yeah. And maybe they really learned something from that. Cause I felt like there is some realism from that in like some of the strongest relationships I've had with people having like those kind of like, um, what's the, not a conflict at the beginning as much as a competition, like a competitiveness. Yeah. And I like when a relationship starts with like a healthy competition between peers, or at least like mm-hmm. that, uh, something that fills that role, even if there's nothing. Um, I don't know. That's a neat way to bond from people. Like I saw Ange as someone that was doing cool things with cool bands and, and cool musicians and like growing as an artist in a way that I admired mm. and um, seeing that in one another and having useful traits that related to that in, in the same like arena. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's so touching. I was uniquely moved. Yeah. Plus like another fun part of the movie was, uh, you know, because it happens, a lot of it happens in like the virtual world. And, uh, so they have their avatars and it's like trying to figure out like who is that person that you don't know is in uh, the real world yet. I was like, yeah. oh, I bet it's they're like a spy. Like, that yeah, that's another the person. Yeah, like that's a fun little game to play. Very rewatchable. And I've only seen it once, which is crazy. Yeah, I wanted to For, watch it again like the next day. I was like, I totally just got to watch this movie again. It was so much fun. I don't rewatch a lot of movies, but that's an obvious rewatcher. Yeah, totally. So greasy stamp of approval. Since you've seen it, I need to know, and I need to get some audience people's opinion on whether you think the creator dude, the autistic fellow, mm-hmm. uh, whether he uploaded his consciousness, and whether or not he's actually dead. 
I think spoiler he actually, alert. Oh <laughs> no, that's like at the beginning. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's not too big a spoiler, and so I'm not going to worry. Like I can't describe what happened at the end enough to yeah. tell you why you'd wonder that. It wouldn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't. Um, so I think I think it's pretty ambiguous, but there's you could definitely lean that way for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. So some people think he's still alive and he was interacting with the dude at the end as a living person, just mm-hmm. in the simulation. Yeah, yeah. But I think that he just made a simulation of himself that really looked like him. Also, as well as making a kid simulation of himself in that bedroom and stuff, too. Uh, that doesn't spoil anything, either. You're not going to be like, oh, no, I can't wait to see dude's bedroom. Yeah. So, I feel that th- he could have easily spent enough time in there to make his representation of himself in the game still act like a real person, like, still respond. But, yeah. boy, like, that, that one point when he's like, uh, aren't you going to take the key? I've got the key right here. It seemed like his dialogue was like on the fly like you couldn't imagine him programming a response to the dude like not taking the key yeah and being like don't you want it what's your deal <laughs> yeah i feel like you could go either way it's pretty ambiguous it makes you it's a chin scratcher yeah You're like hmm. you don't think is the movie unrealistic you think how is this guy in there yeah and i like that about the movie you, you, you don't get enough time to pop holes in it. Like another hole that other people have popped in it that bothered me too is the fact that uh, this corporation can send drones and like blow up like an apartment complex, so to speak. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like so obviously they're drones that did it and witnesses and stuff and it not get called on them. But I realized, like, thinking it deeper to, to back up the movie on this, if your payola and your bribery runs deep enough in a city, then cops can look the other way. They can be like, oh, wow, that wit- that witness, boy, I, I heard you. I wrote that down, what you said, witness. Oh, the drones look like that? Gosh, there might have been drones. Wow, too bad I don't have any credible witnesses that say that. And we, we don't even have pieces of anything that look like a drone. They flew away or they blew up or whatever pieces... We can't identify them. They could be whoever's drones or yeah. whatever. Plus, it like happened like in the in a ghetto mm-hmm. locate. So it's like you know that type of yeah deal. But Until it had to be like live in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. To where you can't brush that into the rug when it's that visible. Yeah. So that's that's my argument about that. Anyway, Everyone watch it right now. Ready player one. If you guys want to enjoy the crap out of a five month old movie. <laughs> <laughs> dive in yeah so we're gonna leave you with that with a giant recommendation of something that's massively out of date love you guys <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Sign did it. Ow. look out <laughs>